lions, tigers, bears? Not quite. More like bras, panties, and fat hairy men in thongs, which kind of are bears. That's right, this one is not for the mothers. On today's CPR, we introduce a new semi-reoccurring segment we like to call That's Not PG. On today's podcast, we have a five-star lineup. Everyone is on board the mothership. So first up, we have... Ant, and I miss the Hardcore Championship. We have Marley, that's me, a proud member of Roman's Empire since WrestleMania 32. You got Wes here, and I miss when wrestling conversation was civil. <laughs> that's not happening. I'm Jonathan, and... Uh... Pull the Tina. Pull the <laughs> Tina belt here. <laughs> oh, that sounds like an early Roman promo. And... Uh... <laughs> I'm Luke. I dream of long walks on the beach and long walks on Angel Garza's face. Oh, poor Angel Garza. <laughs> poor Angel. Imagine you're getting home from work, right? And your partner, your housemate, your gimp, your hamster, whoever, asks how your day was. And you have to explain that you spent the entire time scouring thousands of hours of footage, deleting reams of breasts, blood, and Vince McMahon forcing people to kiss his bare ass live on national television. Amazing. What, what does that do to a person? Well, what a job. <laughs> in this episode, we're going to pay tribute to the unsung heroes of censorship. With the WWE Network migrating over to the Peacock streaming service in the States, more and more controversial content from WWE's golden era is being erased from history. What will likely be professional wrestling's Vietnam future is going to be littered with former interns struggling through <laughs> therapy and flashbacks of castrations, hangings, hoe trains, an alarming amount of blackface, and Mae Young firing out a hand into the arms of her lover, sexual chocolate, Mark Henry. Ladies and gents, let us take you on a stroll through the pre-PG era, the quote-unquote good old days of professional wrestling. I just want to say, I, I booed when you said we were getting rid of all that, and then you read out the list, and I was like, actually, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe I shouldn't openly boo this right now. Why, why, why do we watch this? Why do we still watch wrestling? Do you know what? I can't help but Unbelievable. think... I can't help but think that later in life, some of the things I watched as I was a kid are going to come bubbling up again. It's got to be, oh, I don't know. Tell me, like, let me know when a man with a weird leather mask from a boiler room is going to pop back up in your life with the sock coming out of his pants. Because you know what's funny is a lot of that, a lot of that stuff like seems really reckless when you're living in a pandemic. Like fingers and mouths and well, like you notice that you haven't like seen that. Oscar do her her mist anymore, her like poison mist. Carlito came back; he couldn't even spit his apple in anybody's face. Take out half the roster doing that. Shit. <laughs> oh my goodness, Vince Vince cannot afford any more sick pay. Oh, hundred percent. That. That's weakness to him. You know what's funny is sometimes I sit and I think like, if there wasn't this huge like public relations machine going against them like they would have just kept it open like they would have had oh, 100%. arenas yep oh 100% how many how many network 
quality control departments do you think Vince went through in the nineties? Just like people on like day one of the job, and he'd be like, "Okay, we got this week's episode of Raw. What's on it?" Uh, and then they just quit. Like, no, <laughs> not a chance. It was the nineties. No one cared about any of that stuff because it yeah, just... there there was no social media back then. That's the to me that's been the biggest like uh, agent of change in wrestling is. And I mean, maybe we can do a show on this one day, but the internet basically took away for me the concept of heel or face, and it also it, it gave fans a voice um, beyond the dirt sheets now, so they can actually tell you what's working and what's not. I don't necessarily um, agree with you. I, I think I think in some situations, yes, some situations, no. Um, you have some people who choose to use their social media to continue their character. And either stay a tweener or stay a heel or stay a face. Like, let's talk about Roman. How he cut his weird workout promo on Daniel Bryan the day after he got rid of him. Like, some people can use their social media to enhance their character and either stay in a heel or what have you. But, like, you never saw The Undertaker before he retired, like, rolling up in, like, to the supermarket and then showing up on Friday Night Smackdown with all that stuff. I think it's just certain people want to have a social media and be wrestlers. And I don't think a lot of their characters really help with that situation where some of them can. Like The Miz, perfect, be on social media. But like, should Drew McIntyre be on social media? Probably not. You know what I mean? Do you know, what, do you know what's mad? Is that this was, like what we're going to talk about was it was peak wrestling, like in terms of like viewership, stadiums. But like, I was ten, and my mum was like, "What is that?" Like, I'd have, I'd have to like get up in the middle of the night to sneak South Park on TV, and she'd be like, "Get that program off!" They swear they use bad language. They talk about dildos. Yet for that birthday, for my tenth birthday, she bought me a WrestleMania video where a policeman got lynched in the middle of the ring. You had the king. He's a basically, guard. basically whacking off over Sable's Playboy. Like there was, there was baps on the TV every Sunday afternoon. Not a problem. Not <laughs> a problem. Blood baps and public lynchings, totally fine. But oh, them cartoons. Notice can't the king swear. isn't on commentary anymore. Yeah, like, his commentary wouldn't last today. <laughs> like we had, we had sticker books with this shit in. Like he used to like go with my spare change to get the. With his sticker books, like yes, I've got Sable's boob shiny. Like, <laughs> That's get fair. The, I've got a spur. Get get that into school and get it swapped. Like what? Like it was just, it was so big, and they were doing so much ridiculous stuff. The big boss man was oh, responsible man. for a lot of stuff. Like if if I ever <laughs> oh, go yeah. to a, if I ever go to a funeral again, then I'm gonna I'm gonna be thinking that someone's gonna show up with a truck, Every, ready to put a honestly, chain around the casket and just take off, which did actually happen, believe it or not. The best part of watching that is like seeing the big show have to act. Like when he first gets hit by the car and he's like he just kind of falls over. Right. And then he just lets go of the casket. Like he's on it and then he just lets yeah. go. And the thing is his dad actually died like a month before that and they were like, Hey, this is good content. <laughs> Let's get into a story. Then we, it's the day, those are the yeah. days where, like <laughs> nowadays, it's just like, oh, there are a couple in real life. Let's put that in a story. That's basically the extent of it. But back then, it was my like, God. oh, my, you my already parent know died. That we're gonna get the uh, Becky Seth. But yeah, she comes back. They're gonna pair them. Yeah, up. 
I don't like how graphic sometimes... they put on the Seth thing, like, engaged to Becky Lynch. It's like, great. It's weird. Good, good trivia, that. I think they do it a lot every time. Yeah. I think with, um, with Jeff Hardy. Oh. Every time yeah. he comes back. They oh, use yeah. that. I mean, it's like Jeff's trying to get over, like, drug and alcohol addiction. It's been so like, hmm. Let's use that in a story. That's probably not going to help with his recovery, is no, it? No, using it like 50 times. There's two, there's two other <laughs> examples of that. Um, Rich Swan has one, and I think Shotzi Blackheart. <laughs> Every time they talk about Shotzi Blackheart, like, oh my goodness, she was raped by a relative. And I'm like, I don't need to hear this over and over again. Rich Swan, both of his parents yeah. died when he was a teenager, and he's had to they live homelessly. Yeah, they did it to her like twice. I'm not just got over my head. Yeah, it was like look at her. The first promo she had coming into the company, it was just like da da da. I was like, wow. <laughs> and now, and, and and now we're gonna now we're gonna interview our brand new talent, Shotzi, Shotzi Blackheart. What was it like to be raped by both your parents? It's, my it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, really you know, to be you here. know what's funny is uh, you ever stop and think about like all the weird ass backstories they used to give the wrestlers, and like I would believe them. They're like mankind. He was born in a boiler room. Like damn, bro, he really he like, was, that was a struggle. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that's why he wore the mask. We, be- we believed Kane and Undertaker were brothers until the internet, and I was like, yeah, wow, I believe that he was scarred yeah. for real. That was a heartbreak. And, uh, I still like to believe oh my God, that they these this guy's from somewhere called Parts Unknown. Yeah. They literally yeah, don't know where he came from. You know what so, the worst part was? They were like, Undertaker's from Death Valley. And I'm like, oh, there's a city <laughs> in California called Death Valley. And I, was, nightmare oh, I know where job. Undertaker's from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Addresses. So they tried to do things with Neville, the man that Gravity forgot. It's like, yeah. he, can't, he doesn't just fall away. No, he's, he's still he's, rounded. He's under the laws of gravity there. You're not fooling me. No. And, um, and, 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 and where are you from? Parts Unknown. But where, where would you like me to send your pay slip? What do I do with this? Just a bunch of unclaimed right. checks. <laughs> All returned to sender. I haven't got my paychecks yet. We've been sending them to Parts Unknown. Because yeah. <laughs> your trash bag is enough. You're fired. Uh. Should we watch some clips? <laughs> Let's do where, it. where do we start? Because we've got some shockers lined up. Um, I'll, I mean, I can, oh, I, I can start shit. quite light if you want. Okay. I, I I've can, got a, I, a can of light. Was in. I can start light, and um, and this one actually doesn't require audio. This was actually something that I didn't. <coughs> I've never twigged. I was rewatching some classics, and there's the 2000. There's the the match with um, the Dudleys in TNA. So it's it's not bad enough that you've got a tag team called TNA, which clearly isn't because it's Test and Albert. What? Um, yes. It's, Obviously, it's obviously because of their uh, valet Trish um, of the time, Ooh, the absolute hey. legend that is that is Trish. But obviously, Albert, formerly Prince Albert. Oh, I remember finding out what that, that was the first time. Everyone knows yeah. what a Prince Albert is, right? No need for me to Google an explanation. No, please go over it. A Prince Albert is a man's body piercing in the form of a metal ring that is inserted into the end of the urethra and out the glands penis. It is indeed. Yes. And and so so what I never I never spotted this until I was watching this the other week. And all of a sudden my whole childhood came flooding back. Um, and I called my therapist because did you ever look at Prince Albert's head, specifically the shape of his beard? No. Watch this clip. So just so you know, you do realize that our own mother is quite invested in this venture of ours and you just talked about a Prince Albert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, she sent, she sent me a lovely email. Well, <laughs> we're, we're going to be talking about a lot worse than that. She, she sent me a really nice email, actually. She said it was nice that we're all like, she, she said it's good to hear us talking because of all like COVID and everything. She's not seen anyone. So it's nice. She said it was nice for her to hear us talking, even though she didn't have a clue about anything that we were talking about. Except like <laughs> wrestling on our grandparents' beds and, and breaking those when we were kids. I would, I would just like to point out to my oh. mother that um, I didn't know what any of this stuff was until uh, Luke <laughs> came over. It's all... Oh, bollocks. All Did I introduce... I don't know if uh, you know this, uh, Luke and Ann. Obviously, you used to sweep over sometimes, you know, at Annie Sue's. Yeah, yeah. David and Danny. Yeah. And uh, it was one time Sue went out um, and we were wrestling uh, in her bedroom. And uh, I remember I picked up Danny for an AA and did it onto the bed. I thought it was all right. But he hit the back of his head on like the wooden frame. Oh shit! On the side, and we were just kind of like, "Accidents happen in this game." Come on, we all we all know the risks. Well, it says oh, Sue also listens to this podcast, so that, that that's out there now. <laughs> so we're going to get sued by our own cousin for CTE, and we've just basically made ourselves liable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Good. Good luck showing your face at that wedding at the end of the year. <laughs> Right, can you see? Can you see? I can Chris? see this clip yet. So, keep your eyes on the shape of Prince Albert's head, especially the beard line. Okay, so it looks like we've got an episode of SmackDown here with the blue ropes. That. Wait, oh for my so goodness! We're gonna go to a backstage segment. Look, right. So look at the shape of <laughs> Prince Albert's head. He shaved his beard to so his head looked like a giant penis. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. My God, we got Michael Cole backstage here with the frosted tips. With the frosted tips and the red denim shirt. Trish is giving him a chub on. And Prince Albert has a giant penis head. There is no way that that head would appear on Peacock. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> Can't believe I never noticed that until I was 33 years of age. Tag team called really TNA with a guy named after a penis piercing. Trying to look like a penis. Good old days. Classic. Good old days. Good old days. Good old family entertainment. Oh, Christ. So, a little bit ago, uh, we mentioned the big boss man, his shenanigans. We so, so, we mentioned that he got hung up by the undertaker in a cell. He has crashed a funeral and dragged away the casket. Yeah. But I think the And somehow that's not the worst. That's not. <laughs> that is not the worst. So, I'm going to load up a clip and share this with you. The title of it is The Big Boss Man. An Al Snow segment with Pepper. So if anyone doesn't know what that is, just listen to this commentary coming up. We'll try and uh, we'll try and paint you the picture, yeah? Right. yeah. I like Pepper. I like Pepper too. A little bit of cracked black pepper on a on a meal. Ooh, tasty. Spice things up a little bit. Can you see the screen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so again we've got Michael Cole ringside with I still can't believe the king used to get away with those fucking jackets. Oh, if he could just say puppies one more time. One more time. Puppies! One more line. One more line. There's a lot that man has got away with that I still find hard to believe. So again, we're on SmackDown here. We've got Big Boss Man obviously bullying Al Snow. And he's taken He's taken oh, a, a little dog. Chihuahua. He's taken a little Al dog. Al Snow's Chihuahua. I forgot about that. So Al Snow's dog is called Pepper. A clue here, a clue here as to what's going on. So, Big Boss Man, 
Feuding Fe 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 with Al Snow. He's taken Al his dog Snow, from yeah. ringside. And now we're going to go. Cole is sitting there being classic Michael Cole. Oh, we're backstage. Vintage, you might say. We've gone to a backstage segment here in a hotel because wrestlers invite each other to their hotel rooms all the time. That's normal. Obviously. We know that from Dark Side of the Ring. Terrible. Like, you can tell these guys are mid-carters by how that <laughs> hotel room looks. So it look, looks like Big Boss Man has invited Al Snow over for, for, for like a peacekeeping. For a meal. Like a yeah, peacemaking meal. Uh, a lovely meal. Like, you know I, what? I, I'm going to cook for you because I was a mean person to you. So here, enjoy enjoy this food. I always knew Bossman was a good guy. Just misunderstood. Very misunderstood. Yeah, exactly. He's a law enforcement. How could you not trust him? <laughs> That wouldn't fly today. <laughs> oh, I oh. oh, love it. Oh. Oh. This is. I, I like. I, I, at no point in this has Al Snow not questioned why he's not sat down to also join. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. So he's standing so... over me eating this food. Big Boss Man stood next to the table while Al Snow sat down. <laughs> Eating what appears to be a lovely plate of uh, plate of food, and now he's explaining. Oh, Al Snow's face has turned there. He he asked him. He asked him uh, if he enjoyed it. Make sure not to get any paws stuck in your teeth. Oh my! Yeah, that's right. Oh. That's what it was. Oh. And now he has a platter of food, and, now, and he's throws it on the now, bed. And his world's his world's crumbling down around him. Look at him. Oh, now he's getting hit with it. He's getting <laughs> oh. hit with the. Food made out of the so dog. So it's been revealed that the big <laughs> boss man took took Al Snow's dog a couple of weeks prior, and surprisingly, for a tiny, yeah, tiny dog, got a lot of meat out of it. Uh, he must have. He must and have he's explained. He's explained yeah. that he's just tricked Al Snow into eating his own dog. Classic family entertainment. Thing is, thing is, if if, he, if that dog was stolen two weeks prior, even if it was a Chihuahua. Bossman's had time to stick that bad boy in the slow cooker, you know. Nice, <laughs> nice little bit of sauce. No, just get it yeah. cooking, nice and low. Over over two weeks, that meat's just gonna fuck every the bit. Best of meat part of this is so felt, tender. Originally, I this felt is the bad. best part. This is the best part. How do you think Bossman takes a bite himself? Oh my god! See, King I I originally shot. felt bad for my jab at like law enforcement, but he doesn't going to eat us up for this whole segment. Like <laughs> amazing. Like, Amazing. oh my goodness. While, while we're just on Al Snow, can you believe the guy went from, from that to head cheese? <laughs> another another classic, not PG segment. Oh I had goodness. no idea what head cheese was at the time. Zero idea. Oh, correct. I remember oh, getting in trouble as cheese. a kid. Yeah, Al Snow got me in trouble a few times for quoting him um, <laughs> another time for another PG segment. Or that's not PG segment. Um, I was yeah. more likely to quote The Rock growing up. Well, you didn't love head? <laughs> I also love not getting my ass beat. <laughs> like, when you're black, some of these, like, Austin was a no-go. Your mom did something to you, and oh, you're yeah. like, what? <laughs> you can, I can't even quote The Rock. Try to cut somebody off mid-sentence saying it doesn't matter. Uh... Really get backhanded. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just, I, I just know, I just know in the back of my head that at some point as a kid, I was like in my room playing with my figures, and my mum walked past the room and listened in, 
And all she had was me going, what does everybody love? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she just kind of smiled and nodded and went on her way. Now watch your South Park, are you? <laughs> no cartoons. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, we're talking right. about being kids watching it. I remember when I was like, what was it, nine years old. And this would be a cue into our next segment with Val, Venus, and Ty and Kai. Or Kai and Ty. I'm yeah. I'm gonna get butchered by that, but whatever. Uh, Trust me. It, it, in the long run, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, Luke, you pull up the video. We'll we'll go over what's happening. Or actually, I think Ant has the video. I do indeed. Oh, so let's go to number forty in the top hundred moments of Raw of all time. Once um once the lovely Stone Cold Steve Austin has left our screens. Yeah, you know, I used to really think cats got arrested. Oh, a hundred percent. I would think like who would want to work security for wrestling? Like you're just gonna get beat up all the time by the rock and stone cold. Steve but Austin must have terrible friends. references. You know what though? I don't I don't think it, they were security. I, I think No, they were all wrestlers, like... but as a child I was like, Who would want to work security that get beat up all the time? And then I was like, Oh no, these are wrestlers taking bumps. That's a hell of a story though. While we're waiting on this to load you you think that beer truck was real? A hundred percent. I think, I, I I think about out. that. It's like the, did the whole front row of the crowd just go home smelling a beer? Or that's what, what th- that's what I think about it from. Yeah. Well, because like, the yo, milk truck was that real. That sounds like a lawsuit if a kid gets sprayed with beer. Oh, no, no back this in was the day. throwing money. Yeah, they were throwing money like that. So okay. I'd, 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 I'd rather my kid got sprayed with beer than milk. hundred percent. Yeah. Could you imagine a lactose intolerant <laughs> child front row? Oh, a Becca wish kit. Jesus. Ma- Marley decided to spray himself with beer on my wedding day. Do you remember that? I did. Oh, Ma- oh, I'm so Marley was fixing the keg and uh, oh, it, it went wrong and sprayed all over him. He spent the day uh, oh, in the hot, was... hot sun. Smelling like oh, beer. Dear. But he smelled oh. like stone cold, so it's all right. This is true. So, so I'm sitting there as a child, nine years old. It's August 3rd. 1998 i'm watching raw and something that has scarred me to this day even though i know it's now it's it's it would never happen now but we're gonna go kind of into it so we have val venus in bed with someone blurred out is this blurred out because of the network yeah it is indeed oh oh so <laughs> oh, she was underneath the blankets, and she came out. And so, Valvinus, some some Asian gentlemen are very upset in the ring right now. They are. They are furious. Valvinus, however, very happy indeed. <laughs> you would say that he had a happy ending at the time. <laughs> oh my God! Look at the size of that sausage. <laughs> oh so no! Like a sausage <laughs> on a chopping oh, there's a chopping block. block. On the stage. With a big sausage. And chopping it in half with a sword. And someone has just an, put a sword through it. An angry Japanese man is chopping up sausages with a katana while hey. Val Venus looks on in horror. And he's just laughing about it. it happens to everybody. Every now and then you, you bag the wrong chick. Sakamishinoku. <laughs> he gets beat up by his <laughs> tag team partner. What's his tag that. team partner at the time? And out of nowhere, the girl's upset side on the sideline. This dude has an Iron Maiden shirt because, you know, it's the 90s. It was the 90s. Someone's got to wear You know what? I don't shirt. feel bad for him in this moment because had he grown up in our neighborhood, he'd have known how you get treated walking in the hair salon or like 
you know, beauty supply <laughs> stores and liquor stores, like, they stick together. And so, anyway, they break into the back. And oh, my he's, God. He's sitting God. there. Press I pause describe what we're seeing on screen. So, so yeah, we got to go like, back. So, pause. We're, we, we're following so, security into the room. And I'll let you take it away. So, first off, how big was security in the 90s? Like, the biggest group of security men storming into a... So, Val Venus has just been turned on and taken away from the ring by a group of Japanese men who are very angry at him for sleeping with a Japanese woman. I have to assume it's a um, a manager stroke relative of theirs. Security have bust into a room in the back. Val Venus is naked, tied to the ceiling. His, yeah, his surrounded. Hands tied his, to the his, ceiling. His, his, wrestling trunks around his ankles. Poor guy. And his, his bare ass is blurred out. And there is a man who was wielding said katana earlier on. <laughs> and it doesn't look good for, for the little man. No, look at that ag girl. It really doesn't look, look good the for the little man. Look at that Freeze frame. <laughs> you have a guy. Right, let me hold it one more time before yeah. you cut it off. You have a look guy. Look at in the background. She's being held yeah. back. And she's like, no, Val. Yeah. No. No, the <laughs> penis. You have someone holding Val Venus's hair. The guy who's holding Val Venus's hair is like super proud. Yeah. He looks like a, like. Like a white guy holding like a buck that she shot. There's a guy who's like, Where yeah, is... the guy's like pushing Val Venus's guy... butt against the against the table, so his penis doesn't bounce yeah, I was back. Gonna, I, was oh, I, say... never, oh, I never, I never noticed. Where is oh. the, where, where is that guy's right hand going? Yo, that's about to ask. It's like, it's like he's probably is someone holding, holding it. Up? Is yeah. he aroused to the point where you can cut it? What is going on? You want to get it aroused because you, 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 you know you want that clear shot. Yeah. Yeah. That, and then there's another guy. guy so it's just, there's another guy who's hitting. That guy on his knees next to Val is is clearly tickling the prostate 100%. To, to get more of a get more action. He's, he's the, on the, he's the fluffer, yeah, yeah. He's the fluffer in the situation. Yeah, yeah. and then and then choppy choppy pee pee. Oh my god, it's tough. That's tough. <laughs> oh, to they blanked it out on the network. Oh man. Ooh. Oh. oh and, then he... and then yeah. Oh. And then what <laughs> next week, Valvina shows up on, in a wheelchair. No you tell her to way. get all her shoes out and everything. <laughs> And you, and you know who they've got with him is the same girl. You know the guy. You know the guy pushing the wheelchair who's is. No, who's that? That that's the guy who. Oh, what's his name? His his wife chopped his penis off and threw it out the window, like the actual guy. No. Um, <laughs> what was it, Bobby? Bobby. Oh, uh, Lorena Bobbitt. Lorena Bobbitt. Yeah, Bobbitt. That's that's it. the that, guy. That's him. That's him. And he's wheeling Val He's laughing about it. Oh my god! Incredible. I didn't even know how many levels this thing had. Oh, oh my god! See, this is this is the kind of long-term storytelling you need. <sighs> We're missing. So you, this is well planned so you out. You wouldn't get that these days, would you? Oh my god! Oh my god! That guy actually went on to do porn. Who, Lorena Bobbitt wow. or Val Venus? Oh, his girlfriend. His girlfriend oh, stayed it. with him. That's a ride or die there, without she a penis. This package is coming she sticks with him. That's it. marry that girl. That's loyalty. <laughs> oh, wow. 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 What a segment. Yeah. Where do we go from here? Should I take it down a bit? Yeah. Just you know, some a bit more chilled. What have you got for us, Johnny? Now this one, it's it's not really the actual content. That's like just like so outrageous and like graphic and all sorts. It's probably more what's been implied. Okay. So, especially nowadays with certain allegations that have been coming out, it was back to a segment between 
Kurt Angle in the ring. He was uh, <laughs> in a rivalry with Rey Mysterio. <laughs> uh, and I think Marley's twigged what it is. <laughs> He's not too good with his words. Let's say that. So, uh, he was very angry with everyone. Benoit, all sorts of people. Who? And Chris Benoit. Yeah. Who? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no one. Saying, Ray, you're a boy. It's a man's world. And I'm a man. And Kurt Angle wolfs to play your boys. <laughs> oh my god. Kurt Angle had some had some lines, let me tell you. Oh my god. Amazing. Uh, that man represented America. Oh my goodness, it killed So just just so just just to reiterate, Kurt Angle comes out into an arena full of people, says, I'm a man, you're a boy. And I like to play exactly. with little boys. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Do you remember Kurt Angle? So he, there was a very awkward segment oh, where yeah. he wanted to have sex with Booker T's wife. <laughs> yes. And not just, a, not just a normal kind of sex. You know, the, you know, you know, that yeah. kind of sex. You, you, the, yeah. I believe That's... he called it bestiality oh, sex. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Did you really Something say that? Like a national treasure. And then Jesus. you're being told, <laughs> say this. I don't know. I think well, he was, was... May- maybe given like a loose, like, like the basic lines. Mm. I don't think he was really doing it verbatim. I don't know. Was that <laughs> the days where they were kind of in more control of their promos? They might they have were... just had a very unfortunate uh, turn of phrase there. I think that was. I think that was back when they were more in control of their promos because that was like when Angle and <laughs> Austin did the whole Jimmy Crack Karn skit. And like Angle would do all these weird, <laughs> funny things, and then just I am like calcium ankle. ankle. He was pretty much a less stoner version of Matt Riddle. So I guess if, if I guess if we're wondering then why the promos are so scripted nowadays, I mean yeah, we we alluded to it earlier. It's a publicly traded company, and there's all that. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't be talking about allegedly, um, allegedly. young boys. You know? <laughs> That's why we're not seeing Velveteen Dream on our screens these days. Oh, you know I mean? hey you know now. I mean? Hey, let's not have a cease and desist <laughs> this early in the podcast, shall we? Um... Oh, no, I think we've got a lot of cancelable we've... content yeah, we've... on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the episode. This will be the make or break right here. Oh, gosh. I mean, I, 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 don't, um, I don't have... There aren't any particular clips for this one, although there's probably one that I could find, but mm. just one topic that, that came up quite a lot in my uh, in my research was um just the sheer amount of incest that yes. Vince clearly clearly loves, loves it so in there i mean there was i mean you know the birchills mm. yep. who i think was the most recent example That's, um yeah and dom marie is the whole stepmom <laughs> stepdaughter weirdness yeah that's a gray stuff, area even stuff, stuff the shamrock stuff, stuff that didn't a <laughs> gray area <laughs> Yes, stuff stuff that didn't make it to where like yeah, the Ryan Shamrock, Shamrock yeah. claims that mm. she got fired because she refused to do the incest angle with Ken. Um, Stephanie, yeah, turned down was was heavily pregnant, and he wanted to claim that it was his own child. And um, as as Mark, our huh? fellow uh, CPR brother from the Fantasy Faction, <laughs> pointed out to me the other day, who remembers Beaver Cleavage? No, Ooh, no. Oh, there's so many. There's too many blank faces not to show this clip. Beaver cleavage. With, so in, I, I want to say it was 1998. On a, or was it 99? But they debuted 
a su- new superstar. That's right. That's what he was. Do you remember? Do you remember Mosh from the yeah. Headbangers? Yeah. Was, uh... Yeah. Well, Mosh wasn't always just Mosh. At one point, he was. So let me let me share screen. So it was a play on um. Like leave it to Beaver, the... right? Yeah. 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 Leave it to Beaver. And he debuted on Raw. This is his debut against Christian. What is Leave It to Beaver? It was a TV show in like the 80s or something with this little boy named, I think the last name was Beaver or something, or the first name was Beaver. I forget. But a little annoying boy, neighborhood, America, whatever, whatever. Not as cool as Christian in the brood outfit back in the day. So here, here comes Beaver Cleavage being escorted to the ring, I'd like to point out, by his mother. No. So this is his mum escorting him to the ring. Obviously, they're, they're super close because they're holding hands. That's nice. That's nice. He's just getting a little bit of dirt off his shoulder there, a little bit of lint. You know, make sure he's looking, he's looking all right. And he's like, yeah, oh, he's he's putting his head weirdly on her shoulder on her neck there. And yeah, she touched him a little bit. Um, he he keeps staring at her ass. Um, he he's still staring at her ass. Did, did, there's um, something about Mary come out at a similar time of this. I I think it probably I'm did. Getting a yeah. Franks and yeah, Beans before, kind of wasn't it? vibe yeah. from this character. My gosh. Absolutely. Oh, they don't do the upskirt shots when females are getting in the ring. That's a Stacey Keebler thing. Oh, uh, yeah. No, they do not. Thankfully, obviously. Obviously. Harry yeah, Beaver yeah. Cleavage. Obviously. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so Beaver Cleavage no, was this for... character who was a bit of a numbskull that was clearly having sex with his own mother. Yeah. But well, you forgot his first name. His first name was Harry, and his nickname was Beaver. So his full <laughs> name is Harry Beaver Cleavage. It was Harry Beaver. <laughs> Amazing. Harry Beaver Fantastic. Cleaver. Needless to say, it didn't last very long. That wasn't his big all. break, huh? No, no. It was not. Lord. Oh. So, yeah, incest. Another thing that, thankfully, we don't have to put up with anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, on WWE, I didn't mean within our family. Weird. <laughs> so, obviously, it was all chaotic and whatnot back in the day, and kind of a lot of rules didn't apply. It was a big free for all. Um, you all remember the brawl for all, the boxing mm-hmm. tournament they had? Yes. <laughs> it was like it was like like a worse Raw Underground. Yeah. Except it wasn't at all scripted. It was a yeah completely uh, unorganized boxing tournament. Just any guys who wanted to uh, participate would sign up. Bradshaw signed up, and apparently back then he was a bit of a bit of a bully backstage. So uh, a guy by the name of Bart Gunn steps up, uh, gets into the tournament, and actually beats the living shit out of Bradshaw. So kind of proves that, that chaos throws up. Some uh, good karma scenarios every once in a while, um, <laughs> and so I was looking at that, which does not bode well for Jake Paul in the future. Oh, if that's true, and Jake Paul is—he's got it coming. Oh, don't even give that guy airtime. Do you know what's so funny about that? I, I, I say I'm not going to give him airtime, but I am now. Uh, you know what's funny about that whole thing is that people are so conned by it, and as as a pro wrestling fan, I'm just looking at it like this is pretty good pro wrestling everyone is kind of in on the circus um, all, all the people who are fooled by that will be the first to say it's like you know WWE's fake bro oh, absolutely hilarious but anyway so 
found unbelievable bit of trivia about, about that brawl for all tournament which happened uh, in the attitude area area era so let's pretend right so whoever so Bart Gunn won the brawl for all right so some aficionados in the MMA community uh, did a lineage like history for the brawl for all championship so basically if the winner of the brawl for all defended it each time they fought in any combat sport or whatever if every match was a title match from then on they've kind of followed where the brawl for all championship would go you know what i mean so okay <laughs> following you so the brawl for all if you remember was an exhibition boxing grappling tournament that wwe organized with its members of the roster in 1998 uh while it left an impression in the minds of some it was poorly received at the time and by the way, sorry, shout out to thesportster.com for this. Uh, okay, so Bart Gunn won the brawl for all. He then went on to compete against Butterbean at WrestleMania 15. <laughs> uh, Butterbean... <laughs> I watched this the other day. Yes. And got murdered. Yes, he did. Uh, so Butterbean knocked him out in less than a minute uh, to, I guess, take the lineal brawl for all title, right? Now, Butterbean would remain undefeated until losing to a Genki Sudo in an MMA bout. From there, the figurative title would travel through multiple promotions and classes, weight classes, before finally landing in the UFC. None other than Conor McGregor would win the title from Dustin Poirier at UFC 178 in under two minutes. Nate Diaz briefly took the title from McGregor at UFC 196, but lost it back to him at UFC 202, making Conor McGregor a two-time Brawl for All champion. McGregor then lost to Poirier in a rematch at UFC 257, which I believe was in January. The next Brawl for All championship match will be on July 10th at UFC 264, McGregor versus Poirier in the trilogy match for the Brawl for All championship. Wow. If you followed it all the way down, that's where it is right now. And, and there's your angle to get McGregor into WWE. Brawl for All belt. Bring it on. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Shout out to the statisticians at thesportster.com for uh, so crazy. For that one. It's insane. I can so I can give some honorable I can give some honorable mentions because I had I had a list. Go on then. I I did I did some I did some work. This give, week. give us a few. We'll, I mean, we'll talk about those then we'll finish a few more. With the cave, Vic. <laughs> yeah. You know what's you know what's not PG? Naked Midian. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> a treat. <laughs> Midian's Midian's bird balls pressed up against his bum bag. Um, that that was one. Do you know what? Do, do, you know not, ever. do you know what's not PG? Being the boss and trying to get your nephew with severe learning difficulties exploited and beaten up on every single raw. Boy. Eugene. Oh, I forgot what that a, was what a classic nephew. story that was. What a beloved character. Never get away with that these days. Yeah, you know what also wasn't PG. Uh, the whole segment or whatever it was called storyline with Vince, Linda, and Trish. Yes, where Linda was like in a a, a potato vegetable like state, being wheeled around in a wheelchair, and Vince would just make out with Trish Stratus in front of her the entire time. Like, yeah, we get to watch adultery right here. Or nine o'clock. 
on whatever channel it was on. So bad. That though, that that setup though, that that whole thing set up the biggest like kick to the balls on pay per view ever. Do you remember when Linda stood up out of the chair, out of her comatose yeah. state? Vince McMahon has the trash can above his head, and she gives him the biggest kick in the balls. And everyone at that moment was like, "That is exactly yeah. what you deserve. That is exactly yeah. it." Yeah. I mean, co- such, such as controversial as it was. Like the arc of that story. That's a very well constructed story. I wonder Although, yeah, how... these days you couldn't do when comatose did... wives, I don't think. Yeah. I wonder when the like the the payoff stopped happening. Because there were a lot of like weird things that were like very terrible, but the payoffs were really, really good unless they involved Triple H and his shovel. So like what happened? Do you also remember um again a segment that I totally forgot? ever existed um until this week but when on a WWE Raw Eric Bischoff brought in two new superstars two female superstars to the ring <gasps> and the title yes. card actually read the lesbian who who remembers HLA I remember <laughs> I HLA what does HLA hot, stand for hot, hot lesbian action for the love of Yay. god for the love of god and th- this wasn't was the, I mean this was like the very end of attitude era like at, at the at most but good grief they were getting desperate at that like, point just yeah so well, desperate you know we're you also guys remember when uh Terry Runnels and Jacqueline used to do the massage thing mm. and the time they got Mark Henry in and they like they put a ball gag in his mouth <laughs> oh my god and they're like <laughs> web- do you remember that <laughs> Can we look this up? Let me see if it's there. Oh my goodness, no. Now that I think of it, I don't remember that. We're not even talking about how Stephanie and, Tri- or and Triple H got married. Oh my god, we've got we've got yeah. another ten. Oh, we've got at least another ten episodes yet. worth of content. All of the, yeah. Rape wedding. Oh, we haven't even got All into the All of these date will be coming wedding. on the god. next episode of That's Not PG because we might as well just cover it chronologically and cover every single Raw that's ever happened in the 90s. <laughs> It's like, like raw rewatch shows. Oh my god! Just, I mean, I, I, has anyone watched the the Roddy Piper A and E documentary yet? No, no, not yet. Uh-uh. So, so, so there's a, there's a it opens up and it, it, there's a really weird little sec- segment right at the start and it starts with Vince in an interview and he's he's on the phone and he's he basically he does this whole little skit with himself, basically saying that. It's Roddy. It's supposed to be Roddy Piper on the phone calling him from hell. Oh my god! <laughs> and then he goes, "He, he's not. He's not uh, in hell. He, he's in heaven." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And like he, he keeps going, "What? What's that? Oh, the, you've got a place for me there? He's not where you are though. Oh, it's worse. Oh right, okay." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh, oh Vince, like I don't, I don't think they'd let you in hell because they'd be worried that you're just far too comfortable and take over. <laughs> like the amount of shit that that man has come up with, dreamt, done." Like when Linda kick, did kick him in the knackers, you just she must have just really gone for it. Like I she doubt must it. have buried it. Yeah, I doubt it. She that was it. I I reckon so. All the all the stuff that he would have done to her over the years and put her through, especially when she wanted like a, a legit political career. Oh, she has her. Legit. She'll have she'll she have it. She'll have split the boys big time. I'm gonna go uh, back and look at what shoes she was wearing. If she was wearing like pointy toe kickers, <laughs> then you know she planned that out. Steel toe kickers. Oh. Right, so we're at uh, about an hour there. Should we go into the boy, the Katie Vick? Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, and, then I got a, and then I got a tiny little quiz for you at the end. Just three questions. Let's end with the Katie Vic, yeah. And I apologize uh, in advance. This is I haven't seen this in a while. I just feel like everything about this. Is I've never. Terrible. So I've never seen this. So really. So we'll, how, how do we set this up then? I, I I I'm I'm a bit loose on the details, Marley. So Triple H and Kane were so, feuding, right? Yeah, Triple H and Kane were feuding. I cannot remember if this was before or after Diamond Dallas Page and the Undertaker were feuding. Um. But it gave me the same kind of vibes. And so currently, I don't remember who Katie Vick was, but Triple H is dressed up as Kane and with the mask and a t-shirt, red t-shirt on, some black jeans in a funeral home with Katie Vick in a cheerleading uniform inside of a casket. And so we'll start from there and we'll all just and who, kind of And who was Katie Vick again? Katie Vick was Kane's girlfriend at school. Oh. Who he killed in a car accident? I think he was he was he drunk when or something. It was something like that. He killed her. Or he was responsible for her death. Okay. And then this is Triple H reenacting Kane going to visit the body. All right. Yeah. That's, that's the like Triple H was accusing Kane of it. Yeah. Directors. Talking about this like it's completely normal. <laughs> real. It's it's real to me. Damn it. It's not fake. It's predetermined. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we, we got a we got a minute a minute clip here. Let's. Uh, oh boy. We go. So yeah, Triple H is over the casket dresses Kane. You say dresses Kane. He's got a Kane mask on. Yeah. It is. It's a kid's Kane Halloween costume. Yeah. Yeah. And he's really he's really pushing his lips through that mask as well. Like he's, he's so, so dramatic. I'm surprised. I'm sure he's blaming her in some way for the for her own death. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's pointing at the body. You did this. Yeah, he's doing a lot of pointing. Very angry. Yeah, and then in a second he'll start doing the three finger point. So, so for those who, who I guess don't watch wrestling, I don't know why you would be listening to this right now. Basically, to to emphasize the feud between two wrestlers, you have to sometimes you have to get really, really personal with it. So that is why one of these wrestlers. The protagonist is uh, mimicking being at a funeral of his opponent's ex-girlfriend from school. Hope you're following. That was the entire thing. Makes sense to me. And then he he goes on then yeah to uh to climb into said casket and simulate having sex with the. Cult. Yes, we didn't see that in the clip. Did we, though, like I don't know why no. people were surprised by that. This is one of the founding members of DX. <laughs> this is the guy who's going to save the WWE when Vince croaks. <laughs> the creator of NXT, oh. the A Show. Come on, guys. Every every time, every time he takes one of those pictures with like an NXT talent that wins the first title, you know, it's that picture where he's got his arm around him in like the finger point. We need to Photoshop in Kate Vick's casket into the background for every single one. Oh my god! Because it's always the, it's always the. So I guess we've got, yeah, we, we've got a lot to come back to. Then we've yeah, we discovered here that we've got at least I think twenty episodes worth. So we are going to come back and uh, and bring you more more incestual, more bestiality, more of the good stuff that you you love from back in the day that made you into the more awesome person you are today. But for now, I think we should uh, finish ourselves off with a nice quiz. How about that? 
Hey, that's not PG. So I did did a a uh, three-question Attitude Era-themed quiz. Uh, I will... I think what I'll do is I'll I'll say the question. I'll give you the multiple choice, and then tell me when you've all got an answer, and I'll uh, I'll tell you the answer for that question. Then we'll just move on to the next one. Okay, Let's go. In the nineties, which wrestler pitched the idea to have breast implants in order to develop their character? Was it Sonny? Was it Mae Young? Was it Goldust? In the 90s, which wrestler pitched the idea to Vince McMahon to have actual breast implants put in to develop their character? That sounds like some gold dust shit. (laughs) (laughs) You all got an answer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ant? I I went gold dust. I'd love to, I really want it to be Mae Young, but I've gone gold dust. Wes? Gold dust. Marley? I also went gold dust because China wasn't on the list. Uh-huh. Johnny, you're all right. It was gold dust. Actually well, went to Vince well McMahon. Well played, boys. Well played. Actually went to Vince McMahon. Oh, uh, that almost got me dust? banned from watching wrestling. By the way, what gold like dust? Gold dust. Like my mom walked in. Your grandmother Marley walked in on like me watching gold dust, and she's like, "What the." What is going on? <laughs> it's really hard to explain gold dust to a god fearing black woman. Yeah. I'm just confused. <laughs> it was very hilarious. I can't explain gold dust to like regular like anyone. Like he just he just he just is. He's just there to enjoy. Oh, question two. Alright, everyone's favorite, Big Boss Man. Was hung from the cell at Mania 15 by the Undertaker. How long did it take him to come back to life? Was it three weeks, two months, or six months? So how long did it take him to come back to life and appear on WWF television again? Three weeks, two months, six months. Yeah, three weeks, two months. Um, I'm going to go two months. Where's I'm going to go six. Six months. Johnny? Two months. Ant? Oh, it's got to be three weeks. You know that WWF booking. It was three weeks. Three yes. bloody weeks. Of course it was. A man a man dies. Of course he's going to be there the next <laughs> night on Raw. Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Ant's winning. Uh, okay, last question. Who was... <laughs> ridiculous, isn't it? Who, who was the hardcore champion when the 24-7 rule was introduced? Was it Raven? Was it Crash Holly? Was it Al Snow? Who was the hardcore champion when the 24-7 rule was introduced? It was... I know who it was. So I'll go last. I think I know. Okay. Uh, Molly? Crash Holly. Crash Holly. Wes? Crash. Johnny? Crash. Ant? Crash. It was Crash. Well done. Ant wins three out of three. No one else gets two. 500 pounds of him. Yo, I remember like... They jumped his ass in like the hotel and they he lost like, it, but then he got it back real quick and then they were all fighting each other and he made an escape. It was literally it was literally what the twenty four seven championship is or was at at one time was exactly what Crash turned it into, where it was like Crash is in the airport, he loses it. Someone else gets it. He gets it back. <laughs> he makes his flight. It's like 
what? <laughs> that's all right. So let me ask you guys this: Do you prefer the twenty four seven hardcore title, or as far as like all the antics that have come with it, you prefer that, or do you oh, prefer our yeah. truth and the twenty four seven? I didn't like the twenty four seven hardcore. Sorry, I I didn't like the twenty four seven rule for the hardcore championship. I preferred like like hard hitting hardcore matches, ECW style. I I like the twenty four seven championship for sort of what it is. Uh, it's it's not been, you know, it, it's not been poorly received. You know what I mean? Because our truth has sort of made that his own. So I'm gonna go ahead and give him his flowers, like while he's still here. Like, yeah, he's the Roman Reigns of the twenty four seven title. I think I think like, our yeah, I think he's doing for the twenty four seven championship like what Raven and Crash Holly did for the EC or the Hardcore Championship. I think like in the beginning where it was like Al Snow, Raven, Crash Holly taking over that hardcore championship. It wasn't only like the 24-hour antics. You still had like random hardcore matches on pay-per-views like every once in a while where the 24-7 championship fizzled out because they're like, we're only putting this on our truth And he's like hitting out the park, but then we're like burying everyone else that's around him. Um but I'm gonna say the hardcore title only because it it like it was just more entertaining at the time and they made it work with like lower like even Undertaker was hardcore champion at the time. And it was like how dare you try to take the twenty like yeah, Undertaker's champion, he's twenty four seven, whatever. You're gonna to try to beat up the Undertaker? No. So it was it was handled a lot a lot more enjoyable than the current title. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was really hopeful that the twenty four seven title would end up becoming the hardcore, you know, th- that whole hardcore scene again. But um, yeah, I miss. I, I love what Truth's done, but um, I do miss. As I said at the start of the show, I really miss that hardcore title. Yeah, it, it served a purpose when Rob Van Dam was holding it. It felt good, you know. I mean, it, it, it did feel like a jokey prop sometimes, but there were certain wrestlers that kind of. Uh, you know, kind of gave it some legitimacy. Might have been a ladder match with uh with Rob Van Dam and Jeff Hardy, and I remember that being like IC title worthy. But that sort of put some legitimacy to it. I would bring that back today. Right, should we wrap this one up? That's gonna do it for this one. Thank you everyone uh, for listening. So our next show after this one is gonna be a fantasy faction show on uh, the thirty first of May where we'll be providing uh, an update on who leads the way, uh, whose faction's holding the most gold, and an update uh, on any and all trades. Uh, who knows, maybe Ant will see the light and draft Carmella. Clearly she's in for a good summer. I'm not that desperate yet. Points. Do it for the points. Dream up. You can listen to all this on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Just search for the name Cheap Pop Wrestling. If you're enjoying this and you'd like to uh, give us some support, yeah, feel free to give us a cheeky five-star rating. Uh, we also encourage feedback. So as uh, as we release new content and new specials you know, like this, we'd like to get feedback on what's working for you, what's not, what would you like to hear, what do you not like to hear. Give us some feedback. Also get us on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore cheap underscore pop. Leave us some comments, take part in our Q&As, and also have some occasional fun with our polls. So we put our polls up every now and again. Not those kind of polls. Keep it PG. I mean, polls like, you know, 
voting on options, that kind of stuff. I've got no socials to promote right now. I'm working on some like graphics, arty, projecty stuff, but that's gonna come way later on. Anyone else got anything to promote? Yeah, I have nothing to promote, but if you wanna bother me on Twitter, you can see me talking about wrestling in the glorious world of One Piece at Xander McLeod. That's with an X A N D E R M A C L E O D. Or don't. Well, well promoted. Well promoted. <laughs> you can if you want. <laughs> That's how we do it here. I think I might That's be one of the only here. people here that uh, that actually sell stuff. Uh, I write on the side. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, West Writes for Fun. Keep it simple. Um, DMs are usually open. Um, I talk about anything. I'm usually sharing wild ass memes that I find. Uh, just to keep it light, because life is depressing enough as it is. Um, but yeah, my book, Coffee and Condolences, that's out right now. Uh, my next book will be out in July. It's called Headphones and Heartaches. I'll be dropping the cover for that in a couple days. Nice. So yeah, that's it. Lovely. I would, nice. I would like to say, actually, yeah, Wes, just real quick to give you a nice plug. I actually really did love the Coffee and Condolences book the some of the uh i don't want to give too much about it away but some of the situations and some of the relationships that the uh the main character miles had in that uh actually really helped me figure out some kinks in real life situations for me too uh it was it, i appreciate that yeah, it was it was um yeah kind of going through it i could i could sort of relate to some of it and i will say that uh, a couple of relationships that I really did want to work on uh, in the last few years have actually improved very much so, and your, your book was very much a part of that. So thank you for putting your thoughts on the page there. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one, mate. Appreciate yeah. you. And? Just, just get following that, the underscore cheap underscore pop on the Twitters, on the Instagram, and um, please get those five-star reviews in because even if you think it's shit, it'll make five... Idiots very, very happy. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs>